Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. We cannot give him one inch right now. Hear me. Please hear me. Not one inch, not one second, not one moment. And, you know, even as I am not a person, I want to be very clear, because everything is not the devil, okay? Because there are some things we just did ourselves. (laughs) And we need to be clear about that. But what we cannot do is misunderstand how much really is him and the onslaught of attack he has unleashed on the body of Christ. The attacks he's trying to unleash in your home, in your minds, in your bodies, in your finances, in your spirits, man. And so even when we have physical ailments, we need to also understand that if not careful, we can give the enemy room even when our physical man is depleted. Because we can, right, we can, we can make certain excuses, right? Most of you don't know, Minister Janetta was just in urgent care with MJ yesterday. They got strep throat, but she's on the screen. No one would fault her because it would not be wrong for her not to be, right? To say, hey, I got a breast, I got on antibiotics, right? <laughs> But think of all the things, think of all the things that we press our way to do because we want to. And a lot of that are things we don't need to be doing. And we're in an hour that what is needful has to be priority, not what I want to do. But what is needful for the building of his kingdom, not the building of your own kingdom. not the building of your own platform or your own brand, but the building and edifying of God's kingdom. That is why we are here. Your one and only purpose is to know him. And there's two ways we know him. In the fellowship of suffering and the power of his resurrection. And don't nobody want to suffer, but I'm sorry, it's part of it. <laughs> I love you, but it's part of it. Amen. And so we're going to get started in prayer. If you can be on screen, please be on screen. We were charged. I know some of you are driving, but you can just drive. You ain't got to look at the screen. But understand that your faces. Your presence is also encouragement to one another. Because sometimes you don't know that you are somebody else's point of encouragement on the seed. It ain't just for me or other leaders to be encouragement. We're to be encouragement one to another. So understand that I get encouraged when I see you all as well. But as a body, we need to see one another. We need to be joined with one another and accountable to one another. So this morning, I'm going to ask, and y'all bear with me, Minister Jermaine to, hold on one second. 
Nakia. I do not see Minister Malcolm, so I'm going to have to make you co-host. I'm sorry. We are already recording. Um, I'm going to ask Minister Jermaine to begin, then Pastor Yolanda, then Evangelist um, Suzette, um, and then I will pray as well. I wanted to say good morning to Minister, I'm sorry, Teacher Janetta, to uh, Miss Daphne, Miss Tanya, to Dia, and to Ashley. Again, if you can be on screen, ladies and gentlemen, please be on screen. This is, um, I'm telling you today, uh, is an important word for all of us. And you heard me say all of us. Uh, amen. So I'm going to let Minister Jermaine begin. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name this morning, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity as, as a fellowship and everyone's on screen to come before you, God. Um, it's so interesting. I was reading the word this morning before I came on screen in Psalms and I just came across 26 where it said, Lord, examine me, oh God. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Try me, my heart, my mind. And that very thing, uh, especially during this time that I can't even say that um, if you were to do like a full examination, God, will I even <laughs> come out as, 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 as pure? Will I even come out as, as, mm. as something for you to be, even be proud of? Or yeah. I will come out with, with some blemishes, Father God. Yes, Lord. So Father God, this is the time, Father God, where, where we as believers, Father God, need to be strong, Father God, steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, God. I even often said, God, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, of, of saying all those things, Father God, but yet doing, doing the opposite, allowing flesh mm. to consume my thoughts, Father God, allowing situations, Father God, finances or, or whatever it may be, Father God, to consume my thoughts, Father God, and have a complete disregard for you, Father God. Yes, Lord. So we're praying right now, God, that that will be no more, God. That we won't allow the, 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 the trials, Father God, the things that are going on around us, Father God, to mm -hmm. affect our worship, Father God, affect our praise, Father God, affect our word time, Father God, affect how we communicate, God. Yes, that you Lord. are the source, Father God, the very thing, God, that we lean on, Father God, through every situation, God. Yes, Lord. I even said I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being a seasonal believer. <laughs> mm. Yeah, God. Be because when winter time comes, when it gets gloomy, when it gets dark, Jesus. when it's when it's raining, God, those are the times where I retreat. Jesus. But when it's summer and it smells good, and 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 those type of things, God, where it's awesome, Father God, that's where I seek you. Mm. Forgive us, Father God. Forgive me, Father God, for having that mindset, Lord. Jesus. Instead of pursuing you, Father God, in every situation, God, everything that we go through, God, you are the source, Father God. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, God. You are El Shaddai, God. In every situation, God, we're seeking you, God. We'll not move without your word, Father God. Without move without you saying so, God. Without moving, God, till you say so, God. So today, God, we're praying, God, that our hearts and our minds to be open, Father God, for this word that comes today, Father God, that pastor said that's important, Father God. 
Let us have an ear to hear, Father God, a heart to receive, Father God, what you have to say on today, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for this time, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, even when it hurts, God, because it does. But those are the times, Father God, I'm, 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 I'm even tired of saying that I'm a poor communicator. I need to do better. I need to reach out more. There are all these certain things, Father God, that are hindering us, Father God, that we're doing on our, on our own selves, God, that we have to let go, God. So our prayers for today, God, I pray that every single baggage, every single weight, Father God, will be lifted off our shoulders, God. Only you can do it. Every situation, God, where I think that I know mm -hmm. something, Father God, you slap me in my face and say, you know nothing, son. Mm -hmm. So, Father God, mm -hmm. we're seeking you today, God. We're seeking your word, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Pastor before you pray, uh, I want to, God just keeps bringing it back to my mind. I want to attack the, the spirit of quit. I want to come against the spirit of quit. Um, if you look up the word quit, it means to leave what is permanent. It also means to stop and to um, discontinue. And there are things that the Lord has asked us to surrender, but there are many of you who are feeling this place of giving up and quitting. And so I come against that spirit because that spirit is moving it has attached itself to people, even when it wasn't even your own thought. But it is, it is a, a weapon that the enemy is trying to use right now, that we would just, that we would quit. Even, and here's the thing, it's not quitting the big things, it's quitting the important things. See, everything that, that you deem big isn't important. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we deem Oh, this is so big to me. It ain't important in the scheme of when we're talking about our lives that are to build and to honor the kingdom of God. But you don't get to quit right now. And let me tell you why. You're literally, at, you, all of us are literally about to, to meet the finish line and are headed into the next race. See, here's the thing, this, 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 this walk with the Lord is a marathon. <laughs> it ain't a sprint. But do, don't you dare, don't you dare quit now. And don't you dare attach yourself to someone who is, who is, who is even trying to encourage you to quit. You are right there. You're right there. There's some things you do need to quit, though. There's some behaviors and habits that need to be that we need to quit. There's some ways of speaking we need to quit. There's some ways of being we need to quit. And those are the reasons and the things that God has asked us to put under surrendering. But let me tell you, who ain't tired? I am. <laughs> Is it just me? Am I the only tired, the only tired state up around here? Okay. We're tired, but guess what? This is when he shows up and shows out. It is in our weakness that he has made what? Strong. And if you quit, you don't allow God to show you how strong and big he is. 
He is our deliverer. He is our rescuer. He is our safety. Don't you dare quit. Even as, as, as bad as it looked this week, last week, even this morning, don't you dare. The enemy is trying to get you to turn and run. But we already have a promise in his word that we win. The enemy is already defeated. The question is, do you believe that? And so, Pastor Yo, you can pray. But I needed that to be put in the atmosphere. You rebuke that spirit right now. Whoever felt that, I'm just tired. I want to quit. I just want to turn. I want to run. You need to rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus because you are right where you're supposed to be. Pastor Yo, you're muted. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, oh, glory to your name. Father God, as we just heard Pastor Christ say, we come against the spirit of quitting, of giving up. I won't go back, Heavenly Father. We've got to press forward. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we've got to press, God. We've got to press through and go through the gates that you're opening up, Heavenly Father. And as we get closer and closer, God, it's going to get more pressure. It's going to get tighter. It's going to squeeze. It's going to mm-hmm. hurt. It's going, we're in great warfare, God. But I thank you, God, even for those who are babes and just now learning about warfare, God, that even as we heard the uh, the word from uh, Evangelist Sue about pacifiers, God, we are in a time of growing up quickly, Heavenly Father. Yeah. We are in a time of maturing fastly, God, because your things are accelerating, God. Even in the spirit, God, they're accelerating. Mm-hmm. So we must accelerate in our growth. We can't be complacent anymore. We can't be lazy anymore. We can't be skipping, uh, uh, skip to Malu and tiptoeing through the tulips at this time in our life, God. We yes, have got to press and come forward, God. You're telling us to rise, Lord. The warrior in us is to mm. arise, Heavenly Father. And even as I've been driving on the highway, I've seen the overpasses. They've been filled with people and American flags and everything for the remembrance of 911, God. But even as I was looking at it, amen to that. Thank God for it. But I saw a host of angels standing there with the body of Christ, the remnant, and they were standing there with fire in one hand and a sword in the other. They are fighting with us, Heavenly Father, as you're lighting the armies of heaven with your armies on earth. May we understand that we are great warriors and we are being equipped with through the apostles, mm-hmm. pastors, teachers, evangelists, and prophets, God, and as we to mature us and equip us for this time. So may we grow up and may we know that we have got to let our warrior spirit arise, Heavenly Father. May Lord, we know that we use the sword, Heavenly Father. We use the word, mm-hmm. God. We use our mouth, God, in this time of warfare. We do not let the enemy come into our minds and thoughts, Heavenly Father, with all the lies and all the doubt to make mm-hmm. us turn back, quit, and give up. We come against that right now in the name of Jesus. We are a mighty warrior for the Lord and what he is doing. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the kingdom of God coming up and arising here on earth, Heavenly Father, that you know mm-hmm. as we keep on pressing and as the body and the remnant comes together, Heavenly Father, we will be the governing of this earth, Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and of our nations, God, and every nation, Heavenly Father, that's all that the body of Christ 
Thank you this morning. I thank you for the opportunity of worship today. I thank you for the freedom this morning, God, to be a Mount family. God, just to give you glory and honor one more time. Father, this morning, I agree with your word and the truth that you are in us. And that you are greater than anyone who wants to rule and reign in our lives. Lord, we me, we me, we Jesus. May we use our prayer as covering and your word as our sword this morning with whatever we are facing. Holy Spirit, we ask that you can. We ask that you constantly dress us in the spiritual armor that you have provided. Father, I ask that we be honest before you this morning, mm. that we be humbly led by your spirit to expose the enemy and the strongholds mm. in our lives. I ask this morning that we be tested, tried, and examined this day. Father, for way too long, we have been agreeing with the enemy. Yes. But this morning, I thank you for all the agreements that was broken this week. Father, I thank you for knowing that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Make us brave so we can stand and fight the spiritual battles in our lives and in this world. Father, I ask that you give us wisdom and discernment so we won't be caught off guard. Father, I am grateful for all the correction, the conviction, the chastisement, and the discipline that you have allowed each and every one of us to experience this past week, yesterday, and even this morning. Father, this morning we stand in a posture of holding nothing back. 
May we continue to love you unconditionally. May we continue to submit and surrender each struggle that have been hindering us from receiving your glory this morning. May we continue to surrender our pains. Father, this war is real. This fight is real. So may we never take our guard down. Holy Spirit, this morning, I thank you for showing me that I will rise to a new level, that we will rise to a new level in you, that we cannot stay down where we were. I thank you for reminding us in the word that you gave us this earlier this year. God, I thank you for on January 1st, you gave me the word sore. So it means I cannot stay where I was. Father, I thank you for this war. I thank you for winning battles. I thank you for victories. I thank you for rising to deeper dimension in you. I thank you this morning for growth. I even thank you for the battles that we have lost because of the choices that we have made. And now that we are aware, Father, I apologize to those that we may have hurt, that I have hurt. Father, I repent to you for the times this week when I wanted to quit and I didn't trust you enough. Father, this morning, I renew my allegiance to you, Father. Yes, God. To you, the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray that your blessed Holy Spirit would turn and keep on my enable button. The Holy Spirit just showed me that in the phone, there's an enable and there's a disable button. For way too long, we have been turning the disable and the enable button on and off in our lives, not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he wants and need to do in our lives. Yes. So today I am thankful, Heavenly Father, that you have loved us from past eternity, that you have sent the Lord as our savior yes. into this world to die for our salvation that you have substituted and turned the enable button on. God, I am thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ came as my representative or representative that through him, we completely have been forgiven and we walk and live in it. That you have adopted us into your family, that we are not alone, that you have assumed all responsibility for us. My prayer this morning, moving forward, that we check in our settings, which is in our hearts, to see if our enable buttons are on because so many of us have been allowing the enemy to switch the button on and off and we didn't even know. Father, allow us to continue tearing down strongholds of Satan and smashing the plans that have been formed against us. Father, this morning, allow us to open our hearts and our mind, God, to receive whatever is brought forth, God, even if it's something that we don't want to hear or like to hear from your word. Father, I ask that you cover Pastor Kai in this moment, God, that whatever comes from her mouth, God, that is separated from her flesh, God, but only from you, Holy Spirit. Father, I ask that wherever we are, God, that we are not, we are not in a posture, God, of stillness, God, because you are stirring up the things that need to be plucked out of our our hearts and our minds that are not of you this morning. 
So Father, I ask that you do a new thing today, God, shake us up. Father, allow us to see God, allow us to hear God, allow us to feel God, allow us to be uncomfortable, God, in the things that we have been sitting in for so long that is not pleasing you. So Father, I ask that you cover each and every household, cover each and every person, God, for those that are not here, God. I ask that you send the word to them, God. I ask that your spirit connects with us, God. I ask that your spirit connects with them, God, and that they may feel your presence wherever they are. So Father, I praise you. I adore you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, you are good and greatly to be praised. We honor you this morning. We take this moment, God, to worship you from the fruit of our own lips in our own homes, in our cars. Um, I ask again for those who can be on the screen, please be on the screen. Father, we worship you this morning. We lavish our affections upon you this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. And we ask that your presence would rule and reign in our lives on this Zoom call, in and out of our, uh, in and through this word, God, um, because you're coming, Lord, to correct the body. Um, you're coming to correct the body. Pastor Yo said something I had not even recognized that today uh, was the anniversary of 9-11. <clears throat> but when she said 9-11, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say 9-1-1-9-1-1. And so if you look up, that the, the actual number 911 was established in 1967. And it was established for this very reason, that there was a universal emergency, um, like that universally, right? We would know universally when an emergency was happening. It's not just state to state, right? Or city to city, but it was created that there would be a universal emergency system and when that, that system is alerted, it alerts the emergency responders to show up on the scene. I need you to understand that there is a 911 in the spirit, that there, we are under a universal, a universal emergency. There is a universal emergency within the body of Christ. And the question is, right now, are you a responder or are you positioning yourself to be a victim? See, the remnant, we have to be able to respond. There is a number that was set in the earth, right? Today is the, the anniversary of 911. Think of that, y'all, that that moment happened on a day with numbers that signify a universal, a universal emergency. That literally it happened. This attack, this this assault on American soil happened on a day that that represents numbers that we use when there's trouble. I'm telling you, today, please wake up. There is a 911 in the spirit, and we need to hear it. And we need to be responders. The body of Christ, please understand this, that the world cannot, cannot see or transform until the sons and daughters of God are in unity and we are the responders 
and not the ones that are looking just like them, standing in the same place like them, doing the same place, doing the same things the world does. We are called to be separate, to be holy. So I need you to understand we are in a time of emergency in the spirit. And we need, here's the thing, we've been so, we've been so comfortable that God will respond, but God is looking for us to respond. How do we respond in faith? How do we respond by his word? How do we respond surrendering, getting out of our own way? How do we respond not still following our own agenda and plan and motive? that we wholly submit and surrender our lives to God so that when these, these emergencies, when we hear it in the spirit, we're able to respond to it effectively and according to his word and his way. And that can only happen by the spirit of God. Let me tell you, I always say this to you guys, God is going to confirm his word. For those of you who are leaders who, who preach God's word or teach God's word, you better know that God's going to confirm what he's put in your mouth. Evangelist Suzette said a word that is literally where God surrounded this today, this message. And that word was pluck. She said it in her prayer. As soon as she said it, I looked down and circled it. Because God always confirmed his word. And if he hasn't confirmed his word, close your mouth and wait till he confirms. If God has not confirmed what he said, do not move until he confirms it. You are not a confirmation to yourself. And that is the craftiness of the enemy right now, is he's trying to get us to be our own confirmation. He's trying to get us to be our own island. He's trying to isolate and separate us. Why do you think that Jesus sent the disciples out two by two? Because he knew we needed accountability, but he also knew that the enemy was coming to pluck us one at a time. And if you are by yourself, it is easier to pluck you. So as I was, as I wrote that word down, the word pluck means this, to take hold and quickly remove it from its place. Do you all understand that the first plucking happened in the garden with Adam and Eve? That Satan plucked them out of where they were, out of their place with God? If pluck means to take hold and quickly remove it, move a person or a thing from its place. It started in the garden, y'all. With one agreement, they were plucked out of position with God. Do you know that just one agreement with Satan plucks us out of position of where we are? And, and it, it, it happens so quickly, sometimes we're not even aware we've been plucked. Anybody agree? Anybody been plucked before, didn't even know they have been plucked? But it happens so, it says take hold quickly and remove it from its place. It also means this to be, to be picked off and to be taken. And immediately, 
I might watch too many movies in my life. Immediately when I saw that word taken, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Taken, but I literally saw this movie in my mind with Liam Neeson. And the premise of the movie is that his daughter asked to go to Paris with a friend. They get there, they meet a guy, gets in the car, and she literally is in her room talking to her father and sees men come in and take her friend. And her dad tells her to hide and they come and take her. Right. And as they're taking her, she starts to describe them on the phone before the phone is ripped, just to give him some clues about where she is. And I need you to hear this because I'm going to keep saying it's not who you are, it's where you are. It's not who you are, it's where you are. And so he takes her from where she was. He plucks her from where she is and removes her from a place. Right. And so as I was writing this, God said this right now, the body of Christ is being taken. I wrote it down. He said, because we're unaware. But God is coming to bring us back, to rescue us from the enemy's grip and to return us home. But here's the thing. Sometimes we're taken. If you look at um, young women or those who've been kidnapped and have been gone for years, even when they are rescued, they now have allegiance to their captor. And they can't separate. Well, no, this was good for, no, no, no. This was not good for you. This is not good for you to be here. But now where they've been, because they've been there so long, it to them seems right. Ah, God. You can be out of position and not even know you're out of position and think you are right because you've been plucked off and don't even recognize it. You're unaware that you've been taken. You're unaware that you have built and made agreements with the enemy. You're, 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 you're so needing to be right that you missed that you could be wrong. And we've all been there, guys. Pastor God, too. But the enemy is trying to divide and separate right now. We were in prayer with Apostle Hicks the other day. And one of the things he said, do not be isolated. Hear me right now isolation for some of you is the enemy's greatest weapon in your life. Because if he can get you alone, if he can get you in your thoughts, come on. If he can get you thinking and having arguments of the soul and questioning and ruminating and going back to your old ways and old behaviors, he's got you. And you don't even know what you're taking now. And if you are someone people trust, you don't even know that he starts to use you to take others. Do you know that a captor who, and if you've ever seen it, someone who, who um, kidnaps girls repeatedly, at a certain point, they will use one of those girls to help them take other girls. Hear me today. The enemy will use you to start taking other people out of position. It'll look casual, it'll seem innocent, and you won't even know you've been taken by someone else's warfare and their battle. And when I heard 
EV said enable and disable. One of the things that we also have to remember is many of us are enabling bad behavior and we are making excuses for bad behavior. Many of us have been afraid to say what thus saith the Lord to, to, to cross correct for relationship. Hear me, we don't have no time to keep our mouths closed when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you to help someone, to say something to someone. Understand that what someone may say to you may not agree with your flesh. <laughs> but if you know that they are in the things of God, you have to weigh what they're saying. And if more than one person that you trust in the Lord is saying the same thing, you need to go back to the feet of Jesus and resubmit and surrender your way. Guys, we got to do this every day. Psalms and Proverbs continues to talk to us about what a man thinks success is and a way that a man thinks he should go. That our pride and our ego and our self, let me tell you, the spirit of entitlement is running through the body of Christ. God does not owe us. And why do you think that he would still bless while you are in sin? And so I want us to go to Mark 4 today. Mark 4. And hear me, all of us are being hit. And some of us are being hit by other people's shots. <laughs> Hear me. There are some people in the body of Christ, they're not even protecting you anymore. You're sowing, you're seeding. And when the shots are fired, they're literally moving and letting you get hit. With no apologies and no responsibility. Not coming back. And, 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 and making sure there's reconciliation before they just move on, but leaving residue and remnants. And if we've been those people, shame on us. Because we need to apologize. We need to, we need to make sure that we are not leaving people in the wake of our mess. that we're not holding people accountable to our situation. That we're just not moving so quickly and God hasn't finished the work. Y'all know I say this all the time, let God finish. And let me be very clear, do not be so quick to declare your deliverance. Here's what I mean by that. The enemy will trick you to believe you're free and you are still bound. The enemy will deceive you because you are aware of a thing, a thing that you're okay. Y'all, I'm telling you from experience. I'm not, I'm not telling you nothing. He will deceive. 
fool us to believe, oh, I'm good here. Okay, but then there's all of this that you're leaving open. There are some of us that we didn't even know there were spirits attached to us until God sent people to pray for us. Guys, we, we, we can be taken and not know. But I'm going I'm to talk to us today and give a strategy how not to be taken. But here's what I need you to do today in humility and honesty. If you identify yourself in one of these places, it is okay. Hear me. It's okay. Because God is going to give you strategy, all of the strategy, how to get out of this place. Because we need to become the responders. Mark 4, I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. I'm starting at the first verse, going to the 20th. Once again, Jesus went to teach the people at the shore of Lake Galilee. And a massive crowd surrounded him. The crowd was so huge that he had to get into a boat and teach the people from there. He taught them many things by using parables to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, consider this. A sower went out to sow. As he sowed some, fell along the beaten path, and soon the birds came and ate it. Some fell onto gravel with no topsoil and quickly sprouted since the soil had no depth. But when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. But some fell onto good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. If you understand this, then you need to respond. Verse 10 says, and afterwards, Jesus' disciples and those close to him remained behind to ask Jesus about this parable. He said to them, the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you, but not to the others, where everything is revealed in parables. For even when they see what I do, they will not understand. And when they hear what I say, they will, not learn, they will learn nothing. Otherwise, they would repent and be forgiven. Let me stop there. If you see and if you know, and this is what God is, Jesus is telling them right now. You're part of the kingdom. You're part of my children. And so you have an ability to see and an ability to understand. And once we see and once we understand, there are, there, there's only one thing to do. You must repent. Once you're made aware, you must repent. And repent means to turn and not repeat. To turn from. Hear me. Your repentance is not sure just because you use the word repent. Your repentance is only sure when you have turned and stopped repeating and stopped doing what you are repenting from or of. If there is any way in you that is still the same, you've just apologized you haven't repented. But those of us who see and know we are to repent and then we are forgiven. Verse 13 says this, then he said to them, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? So let me explain. The farmer sows the message of the kingdom, which is the word of God. 
What falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the message, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. And what is sown on gravel represents those who hear the message and receive it joyfully, but because their hearts fail to sink a deep root, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on an account of the message, they immediately wilt and fall away. And what is sown among thorns represents those who hear the message, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the message so that it produces nothing. And then finally, in verse 20, but what is sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the message and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100-fold. I want to talk to you from this subject today, Satan's Playground. Satan's Playground. Mark 4, 1 through 20 talks about the ground and how the word, the seed of God, the seed being the word of God, the message of God. The truth, the truth, not your truth or my truth, the only truth. <laughs> How it is seeded and sown. And I know that some of you have heard this before, but I don't really know if we've understood that this is where Satan seeds and plays with us. That where we are, hear me, because all of this has to do with where you are when the seed is sown. What position you're in when the seed, the word of God is sown in your life. Come on, let's be honest. We've all had a word sown and we've heard the word. Has the word ever that and you, scared you? Anybody, the word ever scared you? <laughs> you like, whoa, okay. Have you ever heard a message and you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I, can, I can't do that. Have you ever heard the word and immediately you felt resistance to it? Like, it's, I'm not talking about a conviction. I'm talking about resistance to it. How many times have you heard a word, ignored it for yourself, and started thinking about other people it should be for? Literally, you got a, a list of people. You're like, oh, they should have been there to hear that word. Oh, that was definitely for them. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. It's all right. It, it, it's for somebody else. Ooh, this, this would be good for them. How many times have we heard the word and we didn't verbally reject it, but everything we're doing rejects it? Because it's not the word we want to hear. Are we being honest this morning? Can, can we, let's just be honest for a minute. And so where we've heard this, oh, it's on Rocky, it's Sony, it's Sony, and I think we kind of just, we say it, we don't even realize that this is where the enemy is playing with you. <laughs> this is his playground. This is his territory. It literally starts by saying, if we, let's, 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 let's just go, we're going to go, let's back up. And let's go to verse 13. 
I'm sorry, let's go to verse 14. Let me explain. It's literally, Jesus is like, you know, I, I said this parable, I talked about this path and a farmer and so on. But now let me break it down because this is actually about you, children of God, followers of Jesus Christ. He's talking to those who are following him, y'all. He's breaking this down for the disciples who are the closest to him. He's now left the crowd and he's explaining this to his children. He says, let me explain. Verse 15, what falls on the beaten path. On some of your texts, it might say along the path, right? Has anybody got the words along the path? And so when I was reading this today, it really, it, it, it hit me differently because we know as children of God, we are called on the what? The straight and narrow path, right? So I'm looking at, I'm going, wow, Lord, I'm sure that many people have read this part along the path and have assumed the path is the one that we are on with Jesus. Anybody? Because it's along the path. I'm, I'm on the path. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on this road and this journey with the Lord. No, guess what this means? The word along here, in, 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 in its original text, we are in the New Testament, which is reading, written in either Aramaic or Greek. So it, it means this, to be close to the path or beside it. Do you know that the enemy will fool you to believe you are on the path and this whole time you're just beside it? You're not even on the path. You're not even on the way or the journey, he said. You're close. It says, it says to be close or near it, but it means that you are not on it. And so this is a signal for us that if the word comes and immediately I, I comprehend it, but Satan removes it, the seed he's sown is immediately removed. I'm probably not on the path. Let me not say that. I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. I'm not on the path. Ain't no probably. I'm on. I'm alongside it. I'm, I'm near it, but I am not on it. Because if I was on it, he could not steal. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But here's the thing. He waits for opportunity to do it. It says he's going around seeking whom he can devour. He can't devour you on God's path, on the road, the straight and narrow. So he just waits for you to be close by it, alongside it. He knows how to pluck us off, how to pick us off. Oh, well, here's this moment where they don't like my way, here's this moment, they're resisting, here's this moment of confusion, here's this moment of deceit, and okay, they're near, but they ain't on. So now, I'm gonna let God start speaking. Oh, yes, what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the message. It's not that you don't, you didn't hear it, but he immediately appears and snatches it from your heart. See, it's no longer planted in you. See, the word has to be planted in you. Now it's just, it's, it's planted around you. So it says, and, and, and so 
this word, then it, it, it's removed, it's snapped, it's plugged. It, it's your plus, the word is plus from you. And you got to make sure that you're on God's path, not on your road or your plan. Guys, it's straight and narrow. I just say, I said this the other day, this walk ain't easy. <laughs> don't fool yourself. And don't, don't be deceived. The enemy will come as an angel of light. The Bible tells us this. He will look as an angel of, of light. He will present things that look good to you. And things that so close that you will think it's God because you're not on the path, you're along the path. Hear me, I've been on, the, I've been near and not on it. <laughs> and many of us have been near and not on it. We've been close, but we ain't on it. And because we're not on it, we're not in him. We're not in what he's doing. We're still ruminating over what's been done. And now we're trying to jump into a future that, that he hasn't even shared yet. We've got a piece and we're trying to make it. Don't do that. Says secondly, there's 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 this rocky place, and it says, and what is sown on gravel or rocky represents those who hear the message. Here's the thing: we receive it, we've got joy about it, but because their hearts fail to sink a deep root, they don't endure for long. Come on, that give up spirit. You're excited when you hear it. Oh, you take it with gladness. But here's the truth. Because you have no real foundation, because you're soiled, the foundation, the source, it's not sturdy, it's not fixed, it's, it's easily shaken, easily rattled. That word only will exist temporarily and so when adversity comes you fall into sin that's literally what this text means see this rocky is a stone that's connected to a larger mass of rock the picture of this 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 rock is of a cliff what happens at the edge of a cliff if your foot if your footing is not sure and you are at the edge of a cliff what happens you fall off death all of us are excited to get to the top. <laughs> All of us want to get to that mountain, that place God has for us. We're so excited. But when we have to start climbing, when we've got to endure the hardship, endure the pain, endure the suffering, endure the words, the friction, go through, and we get to the top, many of us fail and fall because we don't realize that as we've been climbing, we've fallen into murmuring and complaining. We've fallen into deception and delusions. We've fallen prey. And now we, we, we don't even know we've wrecked havoc all around us. And we're still trying to fool ourselves to believe we've arrived when the truth is we're not even where we were supposed to be. And so that joy exists temporary. How many of you have had a word from God? 
you were glad about it, but it, it, it only existed. That joy, that gladness about it, it only existed for a moment. Now that word became a pressure. Right, the word all of a sudden had a pressure to it. The word had a right, had a had a had a, a a taste that didn't sit well in your mouth. And I'm not talking about you were uncomfortable, but it started to become a burden. God's word is not a burden. He says, "My my yoke is easy and my burden is light." But we were excited, but now all of a sudden, the excitement of God's word turned into. It felt like a, a condemnation and icky and yucky. <laughs> and that's because we were in a place where uh, 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 the, the, the place we've become is one of stone, a heart of stone. Many of us have become hardened and we don't even know it. Then third, it talks about the, this place of thorns. My Lord says, and when it's sown among thorns, it represents those who hear the message, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the message so that it produces nothing. I want to walk through this one slowly. Thorns, prickly plants. If you, you know what always, always in my mind I think about is that one of the, the the flowers that for society that it says women love the most are roses <laughs> and the thing that the florist has to do is remove the thorns right sometimes you'll get somebody be like oh this thorn be careful but the thorns come to to prick and if you ever been, have you ever been pricked by a thorn on a rose? That thing causes you to bleed. So it's harmful to you, but it's lovely to you at the same time. My, come on, hear me today. It's lovely for you. You love to look, you, but it, it's dangerous. There is an aspect of danger in this thing that to your eye is beautiful. Wealth is beautiful, but if in the wrong hands, can be dangerous. There's desires you have that are wrong, but they're dangerous because of where you are right now. Come on. There's cares of this life that are toppling over you. There's worry. This, this, this place, this thorn talks about worry and anxiety. It's a delusion, and then it brings a delusion for possessions and this idea of who you're going to be and what you're going to have. And then there's all these other things that start to crowd the mind. I'm telling you based on if you study this out. And then it says, all of this that's wrapped up in you, it chokes the word. Your desire to become this thing, your desire to see this thing, your desire to have this thing, these possessions you, you believe belong to you, this place you believe belongs to you, it chokes the word. And let me tell you the picture, it cuts off life support to the word. So when someone is on life support, when you turn that off, what happens? They die. 
And so when we are in this place where where that 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 we 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 are ignoring, we're ignoring that there's danger. We're ignoring the word. We're ignoring the signs. We're ignoring because we are so fixated on a picture. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna keep saying until the day I die because the Bible says it. We only know in part, guys. but we will take a part and the enemy deceives us to create a big picture. And we are being swept away by a picture that is choking God's original word. Our desires. Holy Ghost, help me. The church is still desiring the same things that the world desires. What God has for you is for you guys. All of us are not gonna be millionaires. I want look, come on. <laughs> that would be wonderful if we all could be, but we need to stop that. <laughs> there will be those of us who have, we will all have different things, but according to his purpose in your life, according to what he knows you can handle and according to know what he knows what you will do with it concerning his kingdom but there are some of you right now that haven't even been good stewards over the little you have and many of you who are still using other people as your personal bank because you ain't got the faith because see real faith says Real faith is attached to real wisdom and God does everything in decency and in order. God is never going to have his children out there with, with just nothing. Fourth place, the good soil. Let's talk about the good soil. It says this, that the person who's in a place and that they can be called good soil. They hear, because here's the thing, they all heard, right? So in everyone that there's a comprehension, there's a listening, there's a hearing, but after hearing they receive, which means to accept and acknowledge. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all accept God's word, but you don't acknowledge God's word. See, we acknowledge it once it feels good to us. There are words God said to me that I've had to accept and I got to acknowledge to some, acknowledge is not just to yourself. It, I've got to acknowledge it with my brothers and sisters. I acknowledge, right? It says, lean out to your own understanding and always acknowledge him. You've got to acknowledge him. You've got to acknowledge the word. A lot of us only acknowledge what th these big grandiose words. Oh, God said this and God said that. How many of us acknowledge the correcting words? To somebody else how many of us acknowledge the the, the 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 convicting words how many of us acknowledge come on how many acknowledge the painful words the pruning words the repositioning words the difficult words the ruining words the rebuking words 
We always want to be so quick to tell, oh, let me tell you what the Lord is doing. Guys, that's what he's doing too. We're being pruned and you should be being pruned daily. <laughs> so it says that they hear, they receive, they accept and acknowledge, and then it produces. Let me tell you something. If there is no produce, if there is not fruit that is evident, then you can't ask people to believe you. If we can't see the fruit, let me tell you, everything Jesus said, they could see. <laughs> and we still see the effects of Jesus's word. We still see God moving. We still see the Holy Spirit's provision and protection and leadership. But if there is nothing producing from what you say, because guess what? This is what God use. God use words to create everything. Our words have to be louder than our actions, children of God, because if our father used words, then our words have to matter. Our words have to have to be founded in the truth of his word. So what are you producing right now? What can someone see as an evidential marker that God is real in your life? We keep following thorny, rocky, and words that are along the path and rejoicing because those words don't challenge us to ever have to become anything else. I'm going to read the comfortable Christian books. I'm going to follow the, the most relevant pastor. I'm going to follow. And we run to and run after. And here's the thing. Do you understand that the enemy is using some of these preachers and their soothsayers? They have the spirit of divination on them. And we, we don't even understand. They're lulling us to sleep. And we've got to wake up. The enemy hear me. He has discovered how to attack you individually, but he also, um, he also understands how to attack us as a whole. I don't want to be the one he's plucking off. I don't want to be the one that's taken. I don't want to be the one that's taken and then overtakes other people. I, 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 mm -mm. I want to be a responder. I want to be one that can go and find the one that's been taken. Jesus, he goes and says he will always go after the one. Because he understands that some of us are going to be taken because we're not aware and we're not staying alert. Satan has a playground, guys. And many of us are playing with him and don't even realize he's become your BFF. These conversations you keep having that you say you're having with yourself, please understand you are not having them with yourself.
these arguments of the soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, you are having those arguments, not by yourself. So the, the path, the rocky, the thorny, those are places, guys. Adam was plucked. <laughs> Can we just go back there? He was in and with God. Direct access, direct connection. There was nothing off limits but one little thing. <laughs> And he was plucked because he was out of position. And when he was plucked, God didn't say, who are you? He said, where are Adam? Where are you? And today, God is asking us, where are we? Individually, K-Hal, and then globally. Are you hearing the word, but immediately the enemy is, is snatching it from you? Are you hearing the word and coming with this gladness, but it's only temporary because adversity hits you and you, you just, you don't know what to do. Even though the Bible says trials and tribulations are inevitable. <laughs> Even though you've learned that faith will always yield an inevitable result. Even though you know the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through this uh, pulling down a, a stronghold even though you know these things you're receiving it with gladness because your heart has been hardened there's a, there's a stoniness over you there's a that you're at the edge of this cliff and you're ready to just jump over and quit because when adversity comes you start running are you are you in this thorny place where it looks so beautiful but you can't even see the danger that anxiety and worry is still in your word, but also your desires. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear the Holy Spirit say, your desires for the good life. Your desires, the wants and the, the this place, and I want to be this person and this man and recognize like this and seem like this, and I want to have that. Hear me, having things is not, is not wrong, but when those things and that, this, this desire is the focus and God is not the focus. When being this, this little part of a picture God's shown you is bigger than what God is doing and who God is, you gotta reevaluate where you are and understand the enemy is trying to even give us to give up on one another. Don't you do it. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. I said this to someone um, yesterday. I shared it. Just this. I only shared this part with Pastor Alex this morning that I've, I've, I've known it, but I've not said it this way. Accountability, guys, is key for us right now, for all of us. That's why I said, why would Jesus send the disciples out two by two? Because he knew one by one, we'd be plucked off easier. But let me say this. After Jesus is announced and led into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, comes out and is tempted by the devil. Do you know the first thing that he, what's the first thing he does after that temptation? Can anybody tell me? What does he do after he's been tempted and he, and he passes the test? 
Do you know what he does? He puts himself, he puts himself in relationship to be accountable. He calls himself into accountability. You know what he does? He starts calling the disciples. Jesus puts himself in accountability. Jesus. <laughs> the son of God puts himself in accountability. Let's be real. Jesus didn't need the disciples. Jesus didn't need to walk them three years with the disciples, but he understood relationship and accountability. He answered their questions when they even asked him stuff about, come on. He remained accountable. He lived before them. He led before them. He loved before them. He learned before them because he was still learning from the father too. And then after he leaves, he, he gives them the ultimate accountability in, in, the, in the Holy Spirit. But the apostles, the disciples who become apostles still remain accountable to one another. The apostle Paul is in prison being accountable. He's writing letters, being accountable, sharing his position so he doesn't move from where he is in God, even though physically he's in chains. So why do we think that we're above the need of accountability? Why do we think that we're above the need of one another? Why do we think we can do this alone when we were never created to do this alone? It's called the body of Christ, not the eye of Christ. It ain't the single of Christ. It's the body of Christ. It is the bride. We are the ecclesia. This is serious, y'all. The 911 has been put out. And we've got to be aware and do not allow the enemy to pluck us off and to be taken. So you got to be honest today. Am I alongside the path and not fully on it? Have my, has my heart gotten hardened? Am I, am, I, I, am I in this hard place where I'm receiving the word, but ooh, when life just comes, it wipes the word out from me. Am I in this place where I'm being pricked where whether it's either it's worry and anxiety that's, that's that's giving me this delusion or I have the delusion of possessions and these desires and this idea of who I'm going to be and and I've allowed that to literally choke the word and put me on life support and I don't even know I'm on life support because you do know the person on life support doesn't know that they're on life support. The person on life support is not aware that they are dying. And the person on life support has to, my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. The person on life support, life now is in the hands of others. And if they don't love you or know you or desire to do the best for you, they will quit on you and pull the plug on you. Because guess what? It's easier for them to let you go than to have to take look after you and care for you. The Bible says we're to bear each other's burdens. We're to, to lift each other up. When one is falling, we're supposed to lift and encourage each other up. We're supposed to, 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 to carry the weaker ones. 
And maybe you are in a place with good soil, but understand you can quickly also become, you can fall right back into one or the other. But the person, it says this, that the person in that thorn place, it says this, the word becomes barren. There is no fruit. Satan is playing with, is trying to play with God's people, I'm telling you. What ground are you right now? What ground have you, what ground have you allowed him to mess with? What part of the playground did you invite him on? Did you just wanna have fun and go down the slide of life? Is he pushing you on the swing? Are you being spun around by that little thing in the middle where you keep turning and you get yourself all sick? <laughs> Tricks are for kids. And he says, when I was a child, I did things like a child. Grow up. We are mature now. And so we have to walk in wisdom. Let me tell you something. God will never... And, and, and I, you can, I'm telling you, God will never put you in a position. Hear me. God will never put us in positions and places and ask us to require us to do things that are opposite of his word. So what you're saying He's saying doesn't align with his word. His word is our greatest confirmation. If he's a God of wisdom, a God of order, a God of decency, a God of love, a God of mercy, then the stuff we're saying that align up with what his word said. Even the individual words over your life. I know these last days, last messages, prayer, I know these are not comfortable words, but you guys, we've got to be prepared because we're already in the battle. Some of us, some of you didn't know the battle already began. But now we've got to position ourselves because we can't encourage others if we are not encouraged in the word, if we are not strong and founded in the word. We can't keep being being knocked over by the same battles. Get out of your head. Some of y'all's own the, the enemy is just beating you up here. This is where he gets you is in your mind. And he gets you to not acknowledge. He gets you to stay quiet. He gets you to have these arguments. He gets you to isolate. And then he he's plucking you. And you're being taken. And so we are coming, we are here. The, the leaders that are praying, Pastor Alex and I, we are surrounding y'all in prayer. Hear me. Because I know, I know personally how easy it can be to be plucked. But you all, God has, giving you word not just okay how your life what he speaks to you at home 
but many, but there are a lot of you, and I'm going to say this, you are being deceived because you don't even know you were already taken. You need to repent and return back to God fully. Are there any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.